I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Travis and Sliwa, Brian Kamenetsky and Andy Kamenetsky filling in for the guys. Hope everybody's getting ready for a great 4th of July weekend, a long weekend with the 4th happening on a Monday, so that's always cool. Uh, ESPN Radio brought to you by Progressive Insurance. I mentioned that trade uh, we'll get to in a second. Uh, Laker fans aren't going to like it. They aren't going to like the player that was traded. They aren't going to like what he was traded for, and they aren't going to like who he was traded to. Uh, But other than that, Mrs. Lincoln. So uh, we'll get to there in a second. We'll get to your calls, 877-710-ESPN. Uh, whether or not you feel better about the Lakers now than you did yesterday. Again, they signed four guys on the first day of free agency, Juan Toscano-Anderson, Troy Brown Jr., Damian Jones, and they used their taxpayer mid-level on Lonnie Walker the fourth. So uh, where do you think? what do you think about that? Will you want to make a run at uh, uh, Kyrie? Do you want to go big and see if you can get Kyrie and uh, Kevin Durant in Los Angeles, which the Lakers apparently are going to take a swing at? So all of that, though, we'll get to. But first, Andy, USC and UCLA are officially on their way to the Big Ten, which now has 16 teams in it or something. They really need to stop naming these conferences by number because it's very confusing. None of the numbers line up with any of the numbers of the teams that are actually in there. And I can't keep track. I mean, this is actually right now the numbers – attached to the division names that's really the traditions we're left with at this point like everything else has changed it's just pretty much big 10 stays as it is big 12 stays as it is like there is an acc you know it's right. been long enough that it's a pack 12 that we can accept that as tradition but the pack 12 now sort of only has 10 teams in right it. but again i'm just saying the numbers are the tradition don't treat the numbers as literal just treat them as history the big the big 12 then needs to go back to being the big eight because then it would be even easier to understand so you're you're an sc guy though you went to yeah. sc what was your reaction to this because it's this is a seismic thing to leave the pac-12 all those you know aside from ucla all those sort of historical rivalries and whatever and you know set yourself up for a bunch of games against maryland and rutgers honestly it, it struck me as weird in the beginning and it, you know you had to sort of wrap your mind around the idea of not having those traditional matchups that if you go to USC, you spend four years so wrapped up in and that, you know, they become part of what shapes your love of USC football, which for the time that I was there, that's pretty much all that dominates everything. I mean, it's still, it still is, but like to put it in perspective, I went to SC when Harold Miner, who was nicknamed baby Jordan was at USC and nobody really cared about the team. They cared about Harold Miner. They didn't actually care about the team. Once you get past that, though, man, it just feels extension of where college sports, like big-time college sports is going, which is the direction of the money. It's always going to go in the direction of the money. And the direction of the money for USC, you know, UCLA, who just wants to be a part of whatever, they're going to have more opportunity and more money from this. And... There's no school that is above it all. 
And I, I don't care what type of lineage USC has, what type of alumni with you know deep pockets, all the tradition. At the end of the day, man, the money talks. And USC followed the money. So it's not shocking. You, it, yeah. I would say that if you, if you are somebody who is into college sports, unless you're one of those people that just romanticizes it back to like the 1950s, you've accepted this as part of college sports, like big time college sports. This is what it is right now. It is a money printing factory. First I'm, and not foremost. Even sure. I'm not even sure from because all this is, is football. We're having a conversation about football. Um, you know, if you want to, if you want to get it, like, this is going to have a really tough effect on like UCLA baseball and UCLA or USC baseball and, you know, volleyball teams. Yes, that's true. None of that matters. Like none of it, it matters. And, and even basketball to some degree for, for UCLA, they don't need this move for the sport that they're really good at nearly as much. It's not as significant as, you know, what football and what it means for USC. UCLA, I agree with you. It's like, if we don't come along now, we're going to be left in the dust because nobody's going to bring us in for their basketball program. And so, you know, USC gets to keep their most important rivalry. The the Big Ten gets two LA schools so that it you know, makes travel easier. And, you know, me and, 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 you know, you get the, the entire market there and all that stuff. It makes total sense from a football financial standpoint for, for USC, and it's going to work financially. I'm really interested to see how it works as an actual football move, because I think, and you tell me if you think I'm wrong, you know, USC's made all these big moves. They, you know, they've replaced the coaching staff. They went and spent a ton of money. They, you know, they got high profile guys who recruit in Oklahoma, who recruit in Texas and all this other stuff. And they, I think, believe that the only way that they can get themselves into a position where they can play consistently in the playoff is to have a better schedule with more marquee games where they're not being dinged by the Pac-12. And they haven't been good enough to make that matter of late, but I think they think they can get back there, especially if they get more exposure, can recruit better in, you know, not just in California, but in Texas, Oklahoma, Florida, Ohio, and other places like that. And now they're going to be in all those. I don't know if it's going to work, but that's going to be, that's the play. And if it doesn't work, they still get the hundreds of millions of dollars every year. They have to be good. They have to be really, really good, period. Like in in terms of trying to put themselves in that championship mix, trying to get themselves back into the playoffs regularly, they have to be good full stop. But then when Mm -hmm. you think about this, though, from a strategic standpoint, they might have an easier schedule, at least in certain years, if they stay in the Pac-12. But their margin for error in the Pac-12, because the Pac-12 isn't respected that way, becomes non-existent. You can lose lose a game, you're done. Right, exactly. Like, you could maybe lose two games in the Big Ten and still find yourself, depending on who the losses were and what these other teams do, I think you could actually find yourself with a better chance of getting into the playoff with two losses in the Big Ten, part of this group, than you could with one loss, hell, maybe even no losses in the Pac-12, depending on who they think you played, if your schedule was too soft in the Pac-12. Because, honestly, even when the Pac-12 in the last 10, 20 years, has been really good. I don't think they've been a really respected 
conference, not consistent. No, 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 absolutely not. Absolutely not. Right. So, so like, like, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. So I was just going to say, so in this respect, they kind of have nothing to lose. If, the, if this really is about trying to get themselves back into that championship mix and that playoff mix, A, they got to be good to begin with or else it's a moot point. But B, I think you can make an argument that playing the odds, they are better off risking a tougher schedule than being seen as benefiting from a puffy one. Right. And I just I think when you know Lincoln Riley's got to be stoked by this because this kind of puts him right back in the same kind of comfort zone in the same circles and the same recruiting circles and the same all that stuff as he just left. So I'm like he's got to be really excited by this. And I think this makes Lincoln Riley a better fit at USC than he was before. And it was a great hire to begin with. I think is what makes people sad. If for people who are sad about this, is it's such a it's just a, 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 a totally naked reminder that nothing else matters other than the money. Like you'd like, not that we all get the money matters, the money's important. Maybe the money is the most important thing, but you'd like to think in some ways that maybe some other things also matter. And they don't, they just don't. Look, money is I all mean, that matters here. Money is always going to be, when you're talking about money at this level, it is always going to be a corrupting force. And like, I don't mean that in an anti-capitalistic sense. I just mean, if you don't want things to change, like if you want things to stay exactly as they are, when you're talking about USC football, the Pac-12, traditions, all that stuff, don't add massive money to it. Massive money will change everything. And we've, we've seen over the last, you know, 10, 20 years in college sports when it's become really just abundantly clear how much money has been involved. And, you know, that's led to the NIL world that we live in when that amount of money made it clear, like the setup simply was not fair for the athletes. Like you could not even pretend anymore that the whole amateur thing even worked or that right. you could even justify it on any level. And that was because the money changed. Like, you know, there'd always been money in this stuff, but the money over the last 20, 30 years has become so big, it's forced conference realignment well before the one we're talking about with USC and UCLA right. and the Big Ten. Like, m money will always corrupt things in terms of just changing it. So th this is just inevitable. I mean, money, money has changed Hollywood in the sense that foreign and markets it, shape the movies that you make. Money right. has changed the music industry. Money changes politics. Money changes the news media. News used to be an accepted loss for networks in terms of revenue. Once it became something that could make money, changed everything. And yeah, the yeah. money has grown so big in college sports, it changed it all. You just have yeah, to accept I, it. And Clint and I yesterday were debating this. I think Clint would have preferred to see USC try to build the Pac-12 using their own brand strength as something that could be rival. That could rival. And maybe that could work, but it probably wouldn't. And U.S. Pac-12 is so far behind. Larry Scott ran that thing into the ground, and it is so yes, far he behind. Did. And if USC doesn't make this jump now, I mean, you'd like to think you probably think that they're able to do this whenever. But you got you know maybe they can, maybe they can't. Maybe the circumstances aren't as good. Maybe they can't bring UCLA with them. Whatever it is, you rip the bandaid off now. You get it over with. And I, I don't blame them for doing it. I don't think it's that bad. And I think in five years after it's done. 
most USC football fans, most UCLA basketball fans won't know the difference. Um, Look, man, as long I, as the games are good, as long as the games are good, you will yep. be entertained. You'll be fine with it. Right. You didn't show up for the tailgate because you're that dedicated to seeing Washington State. You're there because it's fun no. and you're right, tailgating and all those other things. All right, you can ring in on this if you want, 877-710-ESPN. But we want to get back to the Lakers. Uh, we'll take your calls there, 877-710-ESPN. How do you feel about the team now? Uh, they signed four guys yesterday. Kyrie Irving is, you know, basically, according to the odds makers, the heavy, heavy, heavy favorite to return to become uh, a Laker. Kevin Durant is still on the board there. How aggressive do you want the Lakers to go? Would you do Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook? For Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. All that stuff. Let us know what you think. 877-710-ESPN. Travis and Slee with Kamenetsky Brothers filling in 710-ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Kevin Esky Brothers in for Travis and Sliwa. Andy working. This is like his Jordan flu game. He's, he's doing the best he can. He's working through it. Um, and I respect the effort. Um, you, you know, you don't look good. I'm not going to look like you. look a little pale. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but... Uh, so much going on uh, in the NBA, so much going on with USC and UCLA, 877-710-ESPN. The Lakers, you can tell us what you think about this USC-UCLA stuff. We'll have to be happy to take your thoughts on that. Um, but what do you think with the Lakers? Because they did sign four guys yesterday. The Kyrie Irving thing is 100% back in play to the point that everybody's expecting at some point Irving to land in LA. Um, Kevin Durant, might even be part of this now. Like it's not completely impossible. The Lakers could make a, a, a trade offer that would bring both of those guys in. So eight seven 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 ten ESPN. I did mention before um, the uh, a trade, a pretty big one happened uh, from Woj announcing that the Pacers have traded point guard Malcolm Brogdon, who is a target and a hope of many Lakers fans, to the Boston Celtics. For a first-round pick in 2023, Daniel Tice, a center that nobody really wants, and filler, like just Mm -hmm. dudes that may never play for Indiana. Uh, That is not a lot for a really good player in Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah, I mean, he's a good player, but he gets hurt a lot, and Uh he's not inexpensive, and not inexpensive, and clearly Indiana was looking to clear up some cap space. Um, I just saw uh, Bobby Marks from ESPN pointed out that now Indiana has the ability to offer a max deal, which makes things interesting for DeAndre Ayton, perhaps in Phoenix or any other big time restricted free agent. But to me, Brian, as far as Malcolm Brogdon, the Lakers, because as you noted, a lot of Laker fans were hoping that maybe they could get Brogdon over here, swing a deal. He'd been connected to them for like a year or so, what comes next for the Lakers? Like, what are there moves coming? The expectation that there is more 
like more and major more from what we saw yesterday, because the moves that they made on the first day of free agency, I don't love Lonnie Walker as a taxpayer mid-level exception. He feels redundant for what they have right now. He is a slightly bigger, he's a slightly bigger guard than who they currently have for the most part, but He's not a wing. He's two. He he's, he's Malik Monk is six three. Lonnie Walker six five. Right. You're talking about a guy that gets added to a glut of guards that they already have. You know, Damian Jones is a solid backup center, but a backup center isn't going to turn your fortunes the way the Lakers need to. Juan Scano Anderson, I really love that for the minimum, but he's a role player. I think he's a good role player. I think he's one that can be helpful. But he's a role player. Troy Brown Jr. has been okay since getting drafted like four Not years really. ago. It's been, it's been okay. Not really. It hasn't Not been really. great. And Lonnie Walker, aside, again, aside from the redundancy, he has been really, really inconsistent in San Antonio, a place that is known for developing young talent. And they are in full-on rebuild mode. And they did not want to take one of their young, athletic, first-round picks along for that ride in rebuild. They didn't even give him a qualifying offer, which doesn't mean that the Lakers can't do better with him. We saw last year what happened with Malik Monk, who had been given up on by Charlotte, and last year with the Lakers resuscitated Malik Monk's career. But it just makes me wonder, what is the larger plan right now for the Lakers? What is step B? Is it a monumental step B? Because right now, I don't feel like this offseason has really gotten them better. I don't think they've gotten significantly better. Not better to where they need to be. It's not even that no, they've made bad close. moves, but I don't know if they've gotten better. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, it's It'd be hard for them to do that through free agency, which is something that we've talked about a lot as a, is a, the problem here anyway. But they but, went really quickly after Walker. They yeah. used their biggest resource on Lonnie Walker of the four really fast real quick in a way that doesn't totally make sense no question uh line one eight seven 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 ten espn john on line one in east la what do you got um i was gonna ask you guys what do you guys think um the chances are that we get katie and kyrie and maybe trade lebron westbrook and those two first rounders and before you call me an idiot i was gonna say because lebron is you know exiting his prime and he's getting a little older, so I was going to ask you guys, what do you think that could happen, and maybe we keep Anthony Davis? I would never call – how old are you, John? I'm 13. You're too young for me to call you an idiot. Unless you're actually my child, I can't do that, and you're not. And so I, the problem with that – and thanks for the call. It's, a, it's actually a good question. The problem there is it's not enough of a return for, for um, Brooklyn. If you're going to trade Kevin Durant, you need to be able to get a either a ton of draft capital and two picks isn't enough, or you need the player who has more youth. Um, you probably want somebody there. There's no danger of you losing in the off season as LeBron could walk because he, you know, um, Brian, there's no agent, there's no would. Could. If you, tra- if you trade, yeah, Le- LeBron is leaving Brooklyn after this coming season. If he gets traded there, there's no could he is. All right. So, you know, so that, that is the problem is that you just, you need, if it's going to work at all and mind you, I don't think, I don't actually know if it, if it would, um, you need 
you need uh, to, to have Anthony Davis in here. But how about this one, Andy? We got this one uh, via Twitter, our friend Jerry Ramos on Twitter. He thinks we're not even thinking big enough with Anthony Davis and, uh, and whatever to get KD back. Westbrook, Davis, Nunn, and THT into the trade machine, and you get back Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and Ben Simmons. Bring Woo! all three of them to Los Angeles. I like the way. Let's do it all. Bring it all. Let Brooklyn completely start over. We'll even throw in the first two, the two first round picks. Um, and and let's let's have it. Let's have all the things. Let's think Brooklyn West about what the Lakers need to do. Brooklyn West. Oh. I would totally do that. By the way, I would absolutely do that. <laughs> Because I like Ben Simmons, and you like to, you know, to throw in Ben Simmons in there. I think this is a. I would make this happen. I would do it, and it works. I mean, you, it's in the trade machine. Who says no? You would be trading one big clutch guy for another. There is a requisite amount of clutch guys that have to be on this team at all times. So in that sense, you are not upsetting the apple cart. Like the the balance that has been uh, seemingly declared for this team. Right. Um, it's worth noting I mean, I, Lonnie Walker, the fourth clutch guy. <laughs> Troy Brown yeah. Jr. clutch guy, clutch guy, Scott Anderson clutch guy, a lot of clutch. Same. I mean, like I, I, I have, I have been very critical of the of the Lakers and their their stars at all cost approach to to roster building, but this sounds fun. <laughs> so I, I am on board with bringing all three of Brooklyn's stars uh, and pairing them with LeBron and a bunch of uh, you know Lonnie Walker and, and minimum guys. Let's do this. <laughs> I love the trade machine is the single greatest invention of the 20th century or 21st, whenever it was invented. Like, can you think of anything better than the trade machine? The, the, like the real GM trade checker, which is basically a trade machine under a different name. Um, That one, all all the different uh, machinations and and different duplicates that have come from the trade machine. They're all fantastic. Yeah. Um, Um, If, if you are, uh, if you want to weigh in on this, it's again, 877-710-ESPN is the number. What you think the Lakers should do, what do you think about USC and UCLA, hang on, call in, hang on. We're going to take more calls um, before we're done here. But next, Andy, it's fact or cap. Uh, that, that's fact. That part of it is fact. And so that's coming up next. We'll take, uh, I think uh, you do this, right, Funchy? You're in charge of fact or cap? Yeah, that would be me today. Yes. All right. Very good. And so that's coming up next. 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. What up, boys? Hello. Hello. Hit us, Bunchy. 
All right. I'm excited uh, about this. Are you really? Fact. This is, fact. Uh, you've been waiting for this all week, haven't you? Fact. <laughs> fact. All right, guys. Uh, Draymond Green was on a daily show with Trevor Noah when this exchange happened. Your fourth championship, how do you motivate yourself to do even more now? Because most would go, I've won. What, what else do I have to push myself on? Well, LeBron has four, and if, if I get five, I'm the greatest ever, right? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Now, we know damn well that Draymond isn't a better player than LeBron, but fact or cap, at the end of their careers, Draymond Green will have more titles than LeBron. Andy. Oh, oh. You're basically, God. oh, man, that's a good question. Well done, Funchy. God, it pains me to say, Mike drop. God, it pains me to say this, but fact. <laughs> I think it's fact. If I have to bet right now on who's better situated to win a fifth championship, Draymond Green with the Warriors, LeBron with the Lakers. I got to bet Draymond with the Warriors. I mean, they, there's a really good chance they both finish tied with four. But if I got a bet right now based on what I've seen, fact, it's Draymond. Yeah, it's sad. That is fact. Um, I would say if like it's like 40% they finish tied, 40% Draymond would be higher than like LeBron's like 20%. It's just the Lakers are not in a position right now to be able to 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 go out and and feel confident that they're going to win something in the next couple of years. Now, look, next year the incredible turnover continues. Next year's roster could be completely different. They have all this cap space and this and that and whatever. But like, part of it is LeBron can't win himself a title if he can't play, and he is no longer that guaranteed seventy-five games a year. Um, and that's a big problem. Then, obviously, if you're still building around Anthony Davis, um, then you've got those worries there, which is why, Andy, they need to do the trade that that guy floated on Twitter in the last segment that gets us Ben Simmons and Kyrie and KD. All three of them. All three of them. That changes the odds of the question that Funchy is asking. Let Let it happen. Come on, Palinka. Do it, Rob. Do it, Rob. <laughs> Do it, Rob. Do your job, Rob Palinka. All right. Um, we got the 4th of July weekend coming up and the holiday. Um, fact or cap, hot dogs are better to food to eat than hamburgers on the 4th of July holiday. Uh, Brian. That is. Oh, Go ahead, Brian. Okay. Hot dogs by themselves are better than hamburgers is cap. That is pure cap. Um, you know, it, I think you can make a better hamburger than you can a hot dog. You can. You know, you really know what you're doing and do that right. But I will say sausages are the underrated uh, grilling choice. That's what I should have put in my question. Hot dogs, bratwurst, and sausages. But go ahead. Sausages are way underrated. Pro tip here. We have a friend of ours, Ali Khan, where does some stuff uh, big on the Food Network and all kinds of places. Like big time chef. What he likes to remind people is if you are looking for a way, particularly now as meat prices are kind of exploding, you want the good stuff and you go to a really good butcher, get the sausages from the good butcher because it's the same meat. It's just ground. So you get the quality, but it's way lower cost. But hamburger to hot dog, the answer is hamburger. So that would be cap, I believe. Hot dogs are straight garbage, man. I don't know how big hot dog took off the way it did. I don't know how (laughs) many, I don't know how so many people have managed to be brainwashed that this absolutely disgusting, awful smelling Fake food has somehow become the thing that, you know, is is uh, Americana personified. 
That is hot funny. I wonder when that rise of the hot dog happened. Hot dogs are awful. Probably man. the depression. <laughs> Seriously, like I, I want everybody eating a hot dog to really the next time you bite into one, think about the taste. Like really think about it. Oh, they're delicious. Think about how, no, think about how much crap you have to smother it in all the time. Like mm. ketchup, mustard, relish, onion. Like at some point, no, you know, you're compensating. See, no, yeah, you're, taking, you're trying too, too hard. You're taking it too far. We, I they're garbage, man. I took my, they can be, I took my boys to a, uh, an LAFC game on Wednesday and on the way out, we got bacon wrapped hot dogs and my kids. Oh, this is so good. Yeah. You know so why? good. You know why? Demolished the bacon. them. The bacon. Again, you yeah. are, you are masking the hot dog. I, I know. I will say though, I have never been more disappointed, but you've always hated hot dogs. Going back yeah. to when you were a kid, you hated it. You've, you've been very anti-hot dog. I like them. I the first time I went to Dodger Stadium and had a Dodger dog, I was profoundly disappointed. I was like, I cannot believe that these things are a big deal, as big a deal as they are. Dodger dogs are awful. Maybe they've gotten better since they changed brands, but they were awful. They were awful, 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 awful. I I, I really enjoy a good hot dog on Fourth of July. You guys are just tripping right now i like I, i'll eat one but i'm just saying it, uh, hamburger's better all right uh so i was on twitter when someone posted up a a very glamorous shot of new denver broncos quarterback uh russell wilson and his beautiful wife ciara at wimbledon and they're all glammed up all suited and booted and everything got me to thinking fact or cap wimbledon is on your bucket list as far as to go, uh to go sporting events i gotta go i gotta be there uh, i actually would like to go to wimbledon that's that's fact. I mean, it seems like it's a pretty like it's an experience. Like Wimbledon is like a full on different than anything you've done experience. Plus tennis, if you've never seen tennis live, tennis live is great. Tennis is a I've only it's been incredible. To one, I've only been to one tennis tournament. I got I for something I was doing for ESPN the magazine, I got sent to one and it wasn't even that big of a tournament. It was something out here, but it's really fun. To see live, um, and especially like an event like Wimbledon, I would love to attend that. One hundred percent fact. Not only because um, I would love to go back to London, and London's a great city. Um, you get to come, but it is. I have never heard anybody say anything other than it's way better than even you you expect it to be, and people go with high expectations. It is absolutely. I think I was talking about this with my wife this morning. It is absolutely on my short list of events that I want to go to. And it's not because I'm a huge tennis fan, although I like it. Uh, Andy's right. It's, it's a totally different experience live. You realize how small the court looks so much bigger on TV than it is in real life. Um, yeah, I would absolutely love to go to Wimbledon. And also like at Wimbledon, you get, you, I feel like you got to dress up a little bit. Like you can't just come yeah. up in like, you know, a t-shirt and shorts like you do for like the U S open or something. You're like, you got to come in like a blazer, maybe some yeah. khakis or something, you know? Yeah. You're not hosting a radio show. You're going to Wimbledon. Again, it's, it's an event, man. Like Wimbledon is one of the few sports events. That's like a true top to bottom experience. Like the, that. I think m- even most great sporting events, like the games, you know, We've been to game seven of the NBA finals and don't get me wrong. That's incredible, but that's not an experience the way like Wimbledon is an experience. So yeah, absolutely. I'd jump all over that. All right. Next one. Uh, so this week in 2007, the first iPhone was released. Um, so factor cap, wow. the iPhone was the greatest invention since the television, Brian. 
Well, no, because we already talked about the trade machine. Um, but can it be the, the trade same? machine? <laughs> oh, I mean, I will say cap because there's got to be something out there. Like but what? What's what's I more don't... important than iPhone? You do everything through your iPhone. You look at the internet. You take pictures. You do everything. I mean, look, the smartphone has completely changed culture. I, I mean, you're talking about just smartphones generally and like impact on the culture that might be fact then because like the way that we are wired the way that we interact with each other the way we and like you know they say like get off your phone do this and whatever like around the kids like it's hard because you it's not just like oh i'm checking my email it's also i'm talking to someone or i'm showing somebody a video or i'm you know doing like there's so many things that you do now that require you to actually have your phone in your hands um like look at a menu at a restaurant Yes, you now need to take a picture of that. I'm not a huge fan of that trend, by the way. I mean, I get Hate why, why restaurants it. do it, but I, but I don't like it. Um, wow. So second to the trade machine. It's the greatest and worst invention since the television for all the reasons we've talked about now. You can do all these incredible things with an iPhone and the amount of things that you have access to simply by having the iPhone is unbelievable. The way it has turned our culture inward inside that iPhone and has basically just pushed us even further into our screens is awful for us as people, like for humanity, you know, like the amount of time that people spend holding their iPhones, like yelling at strangers over social media, like knowing that they're just, it's just some thing on the other end of an iPhone. It's terrible. It's terrible what it's doing to us. It is also, though, an incredible invention. So, yeah, I'd say it is cap. It's the greatest thing, but it's also the worst. I say it's fact because, I mean, you can watch TV on your iPhone, so it has to be better. Oh, again, yeah, it's, it's, it's incredible. <laughs> Think about how I, I, my, my, I sit there and I'm, I'm doing stuff with the kids. I'm taking the soccer practice and I'm watching Laker games, like getting ready for the podcast and all this stuff. Like the amount of stuff that you can do. And, and, and when you're out somewhere else where you were previously cut off from the things that you'd rather be doing, like weddings have gotten so much better now because you can actually watch the sporting event that you're missing on your phone during the wedding. Like all of that is improved. Do you guys remember the iPod? Of course I do. It's also so have one. Too. Right. It's amazing how fast things like that, which we thought were incredible inventions, were just enveloped into the phone. It's like one of those what do they call it, like Katamari balls or whatever that car, the, the video game is where the ball just rolls and gets bigger and bigger and bigger as it swallows up the village. Like, that's what the, the phone is. Like, my kids would have no idea how to work an iPod, like what that is. They have no idea. And it just it came out like 15 ago. years ago, you know? It wasn't that it was long a, ago. Yeah, exactly. All right, guys, one more, and this is kind of personal for me. Uh, driving here today, I encountered too many slow drivers, mainly old ladies in the fast lane, uh, going less you know, then 60 miles an hour or whatever. Uh, so, you know, once the freeway started to open up, they just went even slower. So I was stuck behind them. I, I felt so bad, uh, you know, and I went around this old lady and she gave me like the dirtiest look like I did something wrong. So uh, fact or cap, you shouldn't be going less than 70 miles per hour in the fast lane. That is fact. Yeah, it's absolutely fact. Th- these lanes are set up for a reason. And that is how society functions. Everybody knows the lanes you're supposed to be driving in at a certain speed. If you are in the far left lane on the freeway, you have no business 
going 55, you know, 60, like just creeping up at 60. I think 70, you are messing up. No traffic, 70 to 75 is the bare minimum. Because that's yes. what, what is the minimum speed that you can drive in the far left lane if you are not being held up by any traffic? I would say at least 70, 70 probably 70, 75. Because yeah. probably thing, 75. Bunchy. As you're trying to get around this old lady, who, let's be honest, probably shouldn't have a license to begin with. Yeah, she shouldn't like, have. Old, she should not have a license. No. What? Yeah, she shouldn't have. What, 70 miles, 70 is the minimum speed you should be driving. It's also the minimum age before you should start having to test for your license like once a month. You should have to just keep retesting and retesting, and eventually we get these old people off the road because they're screwing things up. Like, Funches, you trying to get around this old lady that's what causes accidents. And she got mad at That's me. She gave caused- me a dirty look when I got around her. Like, I did something well, wrong. I hope you gave this old lady the finger back. Oh, I'm not giving her I hope, No, I hope, no, no, not at all. I hope you crank this up. You don't know if that old lady's back. Did you, did you, I assume she gave you the dirty look because you got, took your car. Yeah, probably. And just kind of, kind of pushed her along. In the well, I mean, I probably got a little too close to her. Yeah, yeah, I probably got a little bit too close to her, but that's because she's going 60 miles an hour. What can I do? I, yeah, no, again, she's, this she's is how, cool. right, this is how accidents happen. This is how societies fall apart. It's because of old people <laughs> driving. <laughs> Pretty much. All right. Um, okay, so we'll take some more of your calls, 877-710-ESPN. We'll recap what's been going on with the Lakers. Um, there is an event, though, happening right now at the convention center, um, and I have a question related to it that I want to ask all of you. Um, when we come back. So we'll do all of that stuff. If you uh, are hanging on the line to talk USC or to talk about the Lakers, please stay there. We'll definitely take some more calls on that. But I got some questions for you guys, and we got to do that next. Uh, Travis and Slee with 710 ESPN. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance at Progressive. They're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Bundle today at Progressive.com. Travis and Slee with Kamenetsky Brothers. I'm Brian. He's Andy filling in for the guys. They uh, take a long holiday weekend. Well-deserved. We'll get back to the Lakers here in just a second. It's worth noting that the anime con is completely taking over LA Live. It's one of my favorite parts of the year because you look outside the window and there are people in full costume and full regalia all over the place. Like in, you know, for characters that I don't necessarily know, but it's it's fascinating to look at. Um I, I enjoy when it comes. I actually now know all these characters because my eleven year old daughter is super, super into anime. Like I as mentioned earlier, I, I've been recovering from being sick. I am. We have tickets actually for Anime Con for Sunday, and I am hoping that I'm going to be able to take her. Maybe my wife can take her, but th- she is incredibly excited. And I, seriously, just through pure osmosis being around her, 
I actually think I could identify a decent portion of these folks out cosplaying, like who they are. Okay. Um, so and, my and, question, like, which characters? Right. So your your daughter, she's eleven, and so she mm-hmm. she's in that age where she can totally dress up like nobody would bat an eye, whatever. And you know, adults do this too, so it's not like weird. Are are you going to dress up, Andy? Do you have a character? Do you I have a costume not. ready to go? I am not going to dress up. Um, you know, I, I would have gone out looking, but unfortunately I got sick. Right. Would you? Actually, I would. If it would make her happy, yes, I would do okay. that. That's the right I answer. would actually do, I would do that to help make her happy. Yes. Have either of you guys, have, has anybody here ever gone uh, to one of these things and done the cosplay thing, not on Halloween, but like, you know, like dressed up to a convention or something like that, Comic-Con, Anime-Con, whatever it might be. I never did it before, but I, I'm like intrigued to go to like a Comic-Con or something, but not like to dress up or like, whatever, you know? You wouldn't dress up? No, not at all, man. All right. My question that I want to ask everybody, who is the least likely person at the station? Who is the person whose life would be made most miserable by having to dress up for something like that? Travis. Travis, I say Sedano too. I think Kaplan no, Kaplan would do it. Oh God, I, Kaplan, Kaplan would do it. Mace Kaplan would do it on, if he thought it would get him attention. Right, Ireland. Oh, yeah, hope hell oh, absolutely. Ireland would care. Sliwa, you could bully into doing it. Absolutely, like <laughs> Sliwa would not be excited to do it, but you could one hundred percent bully Sliwa into the costume. Um, I think Sedano, you know, he might not want to initially, but. You know, A, George has kids and young kids. And B, I think George, after a while, would be able to just find the bit in it. And I, and I think he would, just, he would just eventually just learn everything possible about anime, declare himself, you know, in the anime league, and that he's an expert on anime. And he would just lean into that. Travis having to cosplay might be the most uncomfortable, unwelcome experience of travis rogers's entire entire life life. i don't think there's any i don't think there's anybody affiliate forget the station i don't think there's anybody affiliated with espn who would be less (laughs) enthusiastic about cosplaying at an anime convention than travis rogers What would he even dress like? I mean, I can't even think of what the costume the, would be. The anime like. character Travis Rogers. That is what he would dress <laughs> like. He would wear a wig that's exactly the same hair that he has. Like, I can't even imagine Travis. I, I, I cannot even imagine Travis entertaining this as a possibility. Tra- okay, so Steve Mason, thank you for listening, Steve, on his way into the station. He just texted us, I would do it, Ireland would do it, Kathy would do it, the other three are questionable, but I think Sedano would hate it most. Interesting. Even more, I'm having a conversation with somebody who's going to be texting me. This is not good radio. But even more than Travis, because I think, I agree with you, I think Travis would almost quit. I actually think he might even almost quit before... He would just, why haven't we made Travis go to AnimeCon? We should have. Dressed up. I think that's why he wasn't, he's not here today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. What coming. if that was it? What if that was the reason okay, he was this is okay. What if he was secretly there right now? This, <laughs> he's, he's a closet anime cosplayer. That's what's going on with Travis. The, okay, Brian can attest to this. This is how I know, respectfully, Mace is wrong. 
And the answer is actually Travis, not uh, George. Again, George probably wouldn't like it, but I think George would lean into it more than Travis. Brian and I used to do post-game Lakers with Travis all the time. And we would see, you know, the three of us would leave the building after doing the show. It's late at night. We would see people just milling about LA Live, you know, 11.30, midnight. Travis's disapproval with those people just being out at midnight on a Thursday or a Wednesday was Why are all these people out of their houses? What does he say? What does he say? He said, why are all these people out of their houses? That's what he would say. Yes. I mean, I, I don't think it can be overstated just how resistant Travis would be to that type of frivolity. He just yeah, doesn't as, do that. As I like to say, and Travis, I, I, I said this to him uh, a few times directly, and he always agrees, Travis Rogers lacks whimsy. Uh, <laughs> cosplay is sort of definitionally whimsy, um, in, in, at least in this context. And so I just, I am both torn between the image of kind of making him go and, and and how uncomfortable it would be. And like Tommy needs to, they, you guys need to set up like a remote from there or something from next for next year that forces Travis both into the building. Just that would be amazing. Oh my but God. You guys should have saw the line to get in today. Up. It was so big. It's, it's it wrapped insane. around the whole convention center. He would hate it. He'd hate every, so you have to yeah. do something from that place next year. But then what if he really is there? What if he's got, I, I would love to like, like a totally anonymous, just living his best life. Kaplan's cosplay outfit, his would be the most revealing, correct? Do you think so? Like show the most skin, be the most risque. <laughs> like I, I think Kaplan would take on the most adult anime character possible. Like we're talking, we're talking thong, like HR, like HR. Yeah, lot, he, Kaplan's, <laughs> Kaplan's anime cosplay would be a lot of skin showing. He'd be showing a lot of leg, a lot of uh, parts. I think safe to, to the say. point that you might be worried he's at the wrong convention. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like Cap Kaplan would definitely be going as an anime character that is directed to an adult audience, maybe even from an adult site. You never know. But I, I think that would be Kaplan's uh, costume. He'd love uh, a couple this. couple votes for Sedano. Uh, I put this out on, on Twitter at Cam Brothers. So uh, a couple people thinking is Sedano is the answer to it. Um, so we'll see. I, I wonder if Travis will answer or if he's too busy. Hopefully he's doing something fun. Um, we'll get back to this Lakers stuff because um, we still got to get to some USC. We haven't even talked about the Dodgers, Andy, who uh, won the first game of a very big series against San Diego last night at Chavez Ravine. Um, two home runs from Justin Turner. And uh, that was good to see because he has been hot garbage at the plate for most of the season. So um, good stuff there. We'll get back to the Lakers, kind of reset what they did yesterday and the news around Kyrie Irving and where, when that might actually happen, if it could happen. Uh, one to three odds that he's going to end up in L.A. Uh, 877-710-ASPN if you want to weigh in on what they've done, whether you want Kyrie and all this USC stuff. Uh, we'll do all of it next.